Well, if you were there on Sunday, we talked about Exodus 20:12. Children, honor your mother and father that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. We have some things to say about the sermon, but first, I wanted to spend a little time uh, talking a little more deeply about just some of the practical wisdom of that passage. And I couldn't think of a better guy to have the conversation with than Lou Priolo. Uh, so Lou, Let's talk about uh, that particular passage, honor your father and mother. I think it's interesting that the passage doesn't just say obey, it says honor. And so is there anything implied in, in that word? We, we talked Sunday about how that, that word kind yeah. of means to respect or to bring glory to or to right. give weight to. Right. To pay something or someone that which they are owed. How does, yeah, so uh, how do you see th- that playing itself out? Well, since... Since honor is an attitude of the heart, obedience has got to flow out of that. If you try to obey your parents, but you don't have the fundamental attitude of honoring your parents, it's probably not going to work very long. Yeah, and, and it just, I think, a, a, an amount of respect that you ought to have for your parents, right? That's right. And, and it, it's a respect that I think rightly flows from understanding God's order, which was really the title of the sermon, that mm-hmm. God is a God of order. There is an order about the family. And it's not you or I that designed that order. It's God that des- has designed that order. So, so respect. Why is respect so important or, or disrespect? Where, what, what is the problem when children are dishonoring or disrespecting their parents? Well, it demonstrates that there's something wrong in their heart when they habitually disrespect their parents. Disrespect is first and foremost an attitude of the ha- heart that's rooted in the sins of pride and selfishness. It has to do with not esteeming others as more important or as highly even as we um, esteem ourselves. It's not giving others the honor that they're due. It's it's believing that um, others are not quite as cool or hip or worthy of respect as we are. So you can see with these kinds of uh, selfish thoughts, proud thoughts really going through your mind, the fruit of that is going to manifest itself in lots of different ways, the, the most common denominator of which is going to be disobedience. It's interesting that this command comes with a promise. Right. Honor your father and mother that your days may go long in the land. It, it's kind of as if God is saying, I think, as I said on Sunday, if you won't honor them, you won't honor me. Yeah. Yeah, how can you, sub- how can you submit to a God maybe that you, you have not seen if you can't submit to the people that God has put above you who you have seen? That's an application of that verse. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I think it, it kind of works. I think there's some, I think that is the implication um, of the passage. So what are the benefits of honoring? Why is it important for us to honor our parents? Well, according to Ephesians 6, 2, there's a promise of a better quality of life. Verse 3 in Ephesians chapter 6 arguably says a lengthier life. The Bible also says that parents, uh, children are to require or repay their parents for the sacrifices that they have made. We don't think about that often, but especially as we get older, because, you know, the, the commandment, to honor your parents is not rescinded. That's not rescinded. It doesn't leave expire home. at eighteen always, or whatever. Exactly. You always have to honor. You don't always have to obey them. You know, praise the Lord, but you do have to always honor them. Um, 
to build humility into your life. It's hard sometimes to submit to authority. It's hard to show respect to people who you, even for good reason, sometimes um, evaluate as non-respectable. The Bible says that God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And that grace is not, in this context, um, unmerited favor. It's the, it, the word can be translated help. It's the help. It's the supernatural ability and desire that the Holy Spirit gives us to do what the Bible says. And that is not typically given to proud people. It's given as we respond in humility. You know, you mentioned something interesting about adult children. I have a question mm -hmm. sure. there. So, you know, I, I'm, my parents are, are still alive, obviously, and, and I love my parents. Um, but yeah, there, there are some times when my parents want me to do something or ask me to do something that I disagree with. Right. Obviously, I have left my father right. and mother, and, and I'm holding fast to my wife. Mm -hmm. So help me understand, like, that dynamic of I want to have a posture of honor, mm -hmm. even though it's not always a posture of childly submission we need to do a, a podcast on in-law relationships yeah i think that's it, interesting it, it really it flows, or even parental relationships yeah. yeah it flows out of genesis 2 24 for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother cleave to his wife and the two shall be one flesh and the word leave you know that verse is actually re repeated like three and a half times in the bible oh yeah yeah and uh both the greek word and the hebrew word are very strong words it's not like i'm leaving to go to the supermarket i'll be back in an hour it, the words are actually break from actually translated some places as to abandon or forsake so it's a pretty it's a pretty serious thing so yeah when you get married you leave home and you establish a new family for christ and then you are to always honor your parents but you're not obligated to obey them you, you have a responsibility to listen to um pray to um, read God's word and to determine God's will for yourselves as a married couple. Now, it'd be foolish for you not to consider, not to listen, just to tell them, no, we're not going to even take any advice, but you're not obligated to follow their advice, unless, of course, the advice they give you is solidly, uh, squarely based on scripture and there's no other option. Unless it's also God's advice. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Good way, right. Yeah, but... Um yeah, you were just talking about leaving and cleaving. I, I do think that applies to adult single people too, right? I mean, sure. you can leave and not cleave, right? Right. But 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 when it, when you get married, it's a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Last question. Um, per, we talked about adult children. What about children? Children. I am a parent. Mm -hmm. I have three kids, seven, five, and three. Practically, how should I be teaching them? to honor me and to honor their mother, um, what does that look like? I think the first thing you have to make clear to them it's, is that it's not you who's really telling them they have to obey, it's not really you who's telling them, but the Holy Spirit speaking directly to children uh, commands them to do this. So you have to make sure that the ultimate authority here is not you, it's God, you're just acting as God's agent, telling them, reminding them, teaching them what the Bible says their responsibilities are before God. So, I mean, simple things like being attentive. You ought to go through the book of Proverbs one time and notice all the... Listen, my son. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're, I don't know if you're old enough. Do you remember that old E.F. Hunt commercial when E.F. When <laughs> Hunt speaks, everybody listens? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've heard of it. Well, the, uh, po the point is, you know, when your parents speak, it says, 
write down what they're saying on your hand, tie it around your neck, write them on yeah. the tablet. Do not abandon, do not forsake. It's like when your parents give you a command, according to Solomon, you pretty much need to, uh, need to memorize it, right? So being attentive is a big thing. Yeah, that's hard. It is. It is, especially, especially for some with two kids. little boys. Yep. You had yep. girls. Girls yep. are easy, Lou. You got mm, the Lord gave you a pass. The Lord gave you a pass on that. I mean, I'm just talking attention span only, Lou. All right, I'll give you that. All right. <clears throat> yeah. wait, wait till the teenagers come. Then we'll we'll re. Okay. Okay. We, we can have a follow up uh, in ten years. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a, a matter of um, being affectionate to them. You know, I mean, you think that's a simple thing, but just showing affection to your parents. Um, by uh, expressing gratitude to them. Uh, uh, so just even teaching them to say thank yes, you. And, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Unexpected gifts of appreciation even, you know, anything like that. Um, kids can honor their parents by commending them to their friends, by responding depending on the family um, preference, you know, yes, ma'am, no. So just using respectful terms as they talk to you, uh, certainly by obeying their instructions. Uh, asking, I mean, here's one for teenagers. I mean, asking your parents' opinion from time to time. Hey, mm. Dad, what do you think about this? Smiling at them, uh, following their instructions, seeking to spend time with them. I mean, a lot of kids they, they hit the teenage years, and sometimes before that, and they come home and they just up in their room all the time. Well, just spending time with mom and dad on a regular basis before you go up to your room or whatever else you're doing is a way to show honor. That's it's good. saying, look, I value you. I value you as a person. I value you as a time. And, you know, I kind of want to hang with you for a while. Uh, another one we don't think of, by, by quickly admitting when you're wrong. You know, when kids acknowledge that they're wrong, that is a sign of humility. That's a sign of honoring. By having, using good manners, by praying for your parents, uh, by offering to help them with their chores. I mean, you know, when a kid comes up and says, look, I've done with my, I'm done with my chores. Uh, you know, I've got a few minutes. Would you like to help me with yours? Mm -hmm, that's good. I mean, this kind of stuff. Uh, by being careful to use gracious words. This is where I think our culture really struggles. You know, you know parents, kids call their parents dude and all kinds of other terms. And I, I just think we have to use gracious word. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, only that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace to the hearers. Uh, you know, telephoning them when you're gonna be late or texting them. You know, don't leave them, I'm gonna be home at nine o'clock tonight and don't leave them hanging for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Just courtesy like that shows that you're valuing your parents. And, um, um, you know, another big one is when kids get angry, holding your tongue, you know, learning how um, to um, think, as it says yeah. in the book of Proverbs, ponder, the, the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, to think through a response. The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, right? right so be slow to right, speak, right. slow to become angry. I, I mean, it really is a matter of, you, you know, in the book of Proverbs, uh, it talks about being slow to anger. You know how the NIV translates, I never saw this before, but the NIV translates that as patient. And I thought about that. You know, when you're slow to anger, it really means you're being patient. Yeah. So by being patient when your parents, with your parents, when they provoke you. The Bible talks, I know, about kids, parents provoking their kids. But kids can provoke their parents a lot too. The um, uh, this is all really, really good. It, it, as, I, as you're sitting here talking, 
thinking, how natural does disrespect and defiance come to us? Well, to the extent that we're proud and selfish, duh, uh, yes, we're going to all struggle yeah. with it. it. And you don't have to teach it, right? Mm-hmm. I never taught my kids no. how to disrespect no, me, but they, they know how to do opposite. that stuff. And the big thing today, Jason, is especially with teenagers, the attitude is, I only have to honor my parents if I agree with them. Yeah. Or if my parents are not respectable, then I, I don't have to respect them. No. Paul's brought in before the Sanhedrin in Acts chapter 23, and uh, somebody basically commands him, commands one of the guards next to him to pop him in the mouth, and Paul looks at him and calls him a hypocrite. And long story short, uh, when Paul realized that the person whose, whose personality he nailed accurately as a hypocrite had a position, he apologized. He actually said, mm-hmm. I was wrong, brother, because I, I knew you shall not speak evil of the rule of your people. Anyway, the, the bottom line is kids have to learn. We all do. I mean, because there are people you have to submit to. There are people I have to submit to. We have to learn to distinguish their position from their personality. Well, their that, position may be horrible. Ephesians 6, right? Submitting to one another out right. of reverence for Christ. Right. I'm sorry. Their, their personality may be atrocious, but their position, God's given them a uniform. And we may think the uniform is six sizes too yeah. big, but God says we have to salute the uniform. Yeah. And kids today, many adults today, it's <laughs> like, I'm not going to show you honor unless you demonstrate to me that you're worthy. You're of honorable. It. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. God is a God of order. I mean, to the extent that people are honorable yes it makes it easier to respect them but we sometimes often have to distinguish you should be honorable but sometimes you're going to be in positions where you're called to submit to people who aren't honorable and out of reverence for christ that's right yeah it doesn't say submit to one another when they show themselves to be honorable right right Right. yeah it says submit to one another because jesus is totally honorable and asks you to do it exactly so what's our hope here? I mean, as disrespectful people, as people that struggle to submit, as people that struggle to honor, um, how do I get through this life without just being in despair all the time? Well, you have to realize that the last chapter uh, is not written yet, and you've got the responsibility to faithfully teach your children what the Bible says. And... Um, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we do not throw in the towel. And, you know, <clears throat> a lot of times, especially young parents, they start out, oh, I'm going to be a biblical parent. I'm going to teach my kids the Bible and all this stuff the Bible says they should do. And then, you know, after a year or two, they don't see the kind of fruit that they want and they get discouraged. Well, parenting is a... It's a long haul. It's a long haul. It's really a matter of faith. We have to faithfully teach our kids the Word of God, teach them what God's requirements are, but, you know, we can't save our kids. You know, that's the Holy Spirit's job. We have to faithfully teach the Word of God, even as Timothy, from childhood, um, knew the Holy Scriptures, which were were able to give him the wisdom that led to salvation through faith in Christ. And so we faithfully do what God says we should do in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9, and other places, and then we, we trust the Lord and we have to be patient, rebuke, exhort, uh, confront with great patience and careful instruction of Second Timothy 4.2. And I would say for all of us struggling to honor, for children, for parents, uh, when we are short with people, when we don't respect people, when we are selfish, when we are prideful, we're looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, um, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, which meant what? Ultimate obedience, ultimate honor, ultimate uh, respect to his father's will, even though it was not just difficult, but the most difficult um, 
It was the most it was the most difficult obedience ever obeyed. And you know, that's talking the context there is chastisement. It's talking about discipline. And the interesting thing to me, what that is a fascinating passage, but you know, the word endurance or patience shows up five times in that passage. Mm. I mean, it's like be patient, be ex- endurance is for discipline that you endure. It just shows up again and again, endure, 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 be patient. Yeah. Well, Lou, this has been super helpful. Thanks so much. Um, and uh, if you ever have any needs, any parenting questions, uh, Lou and the Biblical Counseling, Covenant Counseling is a great resource uh, for you right here at Christ Covenant. So for Lou Priolo, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening.